Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Have you ever heard the phrase free-range parenting? So free-range parenting is basically parents not being helicopter parents and allowing their kids to do things. And these Connecticut parents, they allowed their kids, ages 7 and 9, to walk to Dunkin' Donuts. And some, some person who wasn't minding their business decided to freak out and call the police on these, on this, this, these parents for, for this. And the Dunkin' Donuts, literally, it was like three blocks away from where they live. And it was the small, it's Killingly, Connecticut. It's this little, you know, town in the northeast part of the state. They lived right by their elementary school, the library, the state police. They have all kinds of sidewalks and crosswalks and all this stuff. And they were right by the donut shop. So the kids had $7 and they wanted to go to the donut shop. Uh, it's the Rivers family. And so they decided the kids who are nine and seven years old, they're old enough. They can walk a couple of blocks to the Dunkin' Donuts by themselves and get a donut. And they said that, you know, we uh, didn't think anything of it. You know, their kids are you know old enough. They know how to you know traverse a, a sidewalk in a small town. And, you know, and they said we, we felt that what we did was safe. So the kids got seven dollars and they went off on their on their walk well the river said that a few minutes later the police knocked on their door they said the first cop who showed up and this is via reason said he did not think it was safe for the kids to walk by themselves and we told him that while we did feel it was safe we agreed to not allow them to walk around town unsupervised the mom said that she thought that would be the end of it and then three more officers showed up the first cop sent the husband to go the dad to go get the kids they only were two blocks away Then mom and dad and the kids faced a ton of questions from the police. They told us it wasn't safe for the kids to walk down their street. There were registered sex offenders everywhere that could kidnap them. Drug dealers are going to give them drugs, all this stuff. And when she was trying to counter what she was being told, one of the officers had said, well, do you watch the news? They there was a police report filed against them and they were pressing the family to search the sex offender registry to see if their neighbors were on it. They all, the officers claimed that they had received a dozen 911 calls about the kids walking the two blocks during the short period of time they were gone. Rivers thought it was unlikely because they only walked past four other houses. But they charged River, they charged the husband, the dad, with risk of injury to a minor. They charged the mom with the same thing, and then they arrested the husband and took him away. They arrested the dad because the kids walked two blocks to Dunkin' Donuts in their tiny little town in Connecticut. Wow. And so they had to get a lawyer. A sergeant two days later visited the house to let them know they were dropping the charges. They, he admitted the law concerning negligence was open to interpretation. And the rivers, the families told the lawyer that the services maybe wouldn't be necessary. But that wasn't the case because the charges went away. But the Department of Children and Families, they got involved. They have such great track records. So the DCF caseworker, Reason Notes, visited the family twice, interviewed everyone about their total history, and was trying to find some problems. And the family was trying to tell the caseworker, look, the police even admitted that they had overreacted. But the caseworker said, no, you jeopardized your kid's safety. And the uh, when Rivers revealed, when, it, when the caseworker found out that she had baby blues at some point, because it's common, they weaponized that against her. They told They ordered her back into therapy. Uh, and they thought, I mean, it took for forever. They said it had a negative impact. The kids were not allowed to walk outside unsupervised, all kinds of stuff. 
This is insane. Who was the first off? I want to know. I'm very curious as to who even alerted the police in the first place, because this isn't the first time something like this has happened. There was another story that was in the Northeast Coast where uh, uh, two kids literally walked down the road. They could see the playground from their front porch. There are photos online. And they walked down the road to go play on the playground. And what, and they were older. I think the youngest one in this case was like nine and the oldest was 12. And they walked down the road to go and play on the playground and some ninny nanny, uh, some, you know, busybody, you know, bee from across the street decided to call the police because they said that it was unsafe and the kids were, that is absolutely asinine. So the police showed up, DF, DCF showed up. It was like a whole thing. Now, what gets me is that they immediately, like, no one goes and talks to the parents. If you have an issue, you immediately have to call the police. What a horrible society we live in. You, This is probably one of the reasons why kids are so screwed up, because you have parents who are out there. When I was younger, I had a miniature three-wheeler. I took that three-wheeler, and I would drive, like, I would take off down, you know, in southern Missouri, down in the Ozarks. I'd take, you know, I'd probably go probably a mile or two miles, and I'd go to the river and play by myself. And catch tadpoles and all kinds of stuff. And this was like in the 80s. This was like in the mid to late 80s when I was doing this. So I, I mean, I can't even imagine today what, I mean, they, and that was, you know, maybe it was in, because it was in a rural area and people didn't, you know, weren't like that. But oh my gosh, can you imagine when, when in the 90s, like we would go to the mall with our friends. Well, now malls don't exist, but I can imagine some busybodies calling the police. Oh, my gosh. So and so's kids are here. Ridiculous. This is what's wrong with our society. Part of the reason what's wrong. Caltech Innovation so is back to back. They've heard talk about today. Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered. The 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind and Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from Keltech, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the p15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the p15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter p15 first up close and personal at keltechweapons.com that that's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Ozzy Osbourne has retired from touring and canceled all upcoming shows as he recovers from spinal surgery. The 74-year-old was diagnosed with Parkinson's four years ago. He's been battling various health problems in recent years. He was supposed to kick off his European tour in May, and it was set for 2019, rescheduled a few times. Now it's been officially canceled, along with any other dates in the future. So his last show may have been in December 2018 when he was at OzFest as part of the uh, Farewell of No More Tours 2. Two. He had to do two of those. Uh, this is an interesting story. If you followed it, Mark Hawk, who was he was cleared of face act charges and a rebuke to Justice Department's aggressive prosecution. The pro life activist was found not guilty on federal assault charges. They, he was accused of uh, in a shoving incident. Actually, he was the one who was aggressed against. Uh, if you like saw anything or read anything about it, 
Uh, supporters of the father of seven were celebrated after the verdict was read in the U.S. District Court in Philadelphia. Following his acquittal, he told reporters outside the courthouse that it was relief. He feels overjoyed and he couldn't have done it without faith. He had been uh, really aggressively persecuted by the Justice Department. He was the one who was actually the victim, but the fact that it happened outside of an abortion, he was there peacefully protesting and people were trying to get in his face. And he actually was protecting someone else who was there with him. And so the DOJ decided to just aggressively go after him. And they were spanked in court. I'm glad for it. Texas's power grid is buckling due to the icy storm. 250,000 people are without power. More than 40 million are bracing for freezing weather. 1,400 flights have been canceled. And so they said more than 40 people are in the path of this weather. And actually, it's over 18 flights have, uh, 1,800 flights have been canceled. And it's the second year in a row, snow and ice. So we were smart. Last year, we uh, ended up getting a giant Haas generator. So if anything happens, we're ready to rock. But man, that ice storm, and apparently it's still coming because it just started sleeting again. Tom Brady, officially out. He posted to Twitter. This is kind of crazy. Uh, he had said that he was, he's actually, he's, he's, done. Although it cost him his marriage and everything else, a lot of people were saying that he should have gone with his original instinct before playing another season, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, And also, Biden says no to Ukraine's request for F-16s for now. Coming up, Hunter may need a lawyer for those text messages to his assistant. The latest with the search for the beach house and everything else. Stick with us. More The Dana Show after this. So there's this piece. I'll tweet this out. There's this piece that's in Daily Mail, which is one of the biggest newspapers in the world. They have like the biggest distribution. They're in all these different countries. There's there's even a U.S. desk. And I think that they're trying to hit, in a way, Tesla and some other things. So the headline is the shaming images that show where our iPhones, laptops and Tesla cars really come from. The truth about the Congolese mines where kids are paid $2 a day to dig for cobalt. You guys remember when I've talked about the the mines, correct, in the Democratic Republic of Congo? And they this it was actually an ABC story. Um, goodness, I'm trying to think. It was an ABC story. They ran this like a couple of years ago. Actually, it's maybe about four years ago. And it, they were the ones they got footage of all of this stuff. So here's the, the the interesting thing about all of this. So they have this story, and they're talking about the the Shabara mine in DRC, and these kids are digging for cobalt. And this was again, this is not a new story. ABC did a thing on this. Uh, we've talked about it, and it shows all these kids hand digging for cobalt and everything else. Uh, yeah, moms with babies digging for cobalt, trying to do all of the cobalt's used in all of these things. And in this big old lengthy article where they talk about Tesla and Apple and, you know, all of these other things. Do you know what they leave out? Do you know what's a huge, huge piece that they leave out? You know, that these mines are the ones that were involved in that deal with Hunter Biden and the CCP company. Remember the Seneca company that I was telling you about that, that that was the joint company, the firm that he created with one of the guys from the CCP and they facilitated China's acquisition of the biggest cobalt mines in the world that are located in DRC so that China could control them as like part of their lame belt and road initiative. You give us your mine, your mineral rights. We control your mines you've, and, and we'll help you with some crappy infrastructure. That's what this is. 
Not it's not mentioned in a single single bit of it. It's not in any of it. It's actually kind of wild. And it was Hunter Biden's firm specifically. This was back in 2016. They got the mineral rights for all of this. Isn't that? You had Seneca and then you had the Bohai Harvest RST Equity Investment Fund Management Company. Americans own 30%. It was based in Shanghai. And it was uh, about a $3 billion deal for them. For Biden's. It was like a $3 billion deal for Biden's firm. They were transferring Congo Cobalt. They were, and it was the acquisition of that mineral. Now, Remember, this was in April of 2020. That's when the White House was asked about it. And the White House spokesperson said that Biden was unaware of his son's role in the transaction. But that's not true because one of the emails found on the laptop actually references Biden getting a percentage. And this isn't the 10 percent to the big guy one. That's um, to him getting a percentage. And that was followed by an email where uh, Hunter Biden was complaining that his dad, um, he has to make money for his family. So just to let you know that I found that interesting that it was missing from that piece. I've seen this now. Everybody else is writing about this. That's the dirty little secret of quote unquote green. That's why I'm like, I don't care if you want to go green. Just don't act like you're doing something good for the environment because you're not. Like if you like the gadgets, you like, you know, whatever, that's fine. I don't judge that. I judge you and I'll mock you publicly relentlessly if you act like you're doing something good for the environment because it's not. I mean, it's, a, it's okay to say that you don't care and that you just like the tech. It's okay. Just say it and be honest. It's actually better. It's actually better. Now, check this out. I know we've got more to come. Uh, I, we got to get moving. But this story from the AP, remember how they're trying to go after your stoves? <sighs> the headline, a fridge too far. Living sustainably in New York City by unplugging. They're telling people to unplug their refrigerators. You don't need to go without so much cold. You don't need to have so much cold food. You can go without. That's actually what they're telling people. I'm telling you, they're trying to condition you. That's what the tiny house movement's about. To downsize to where you live in a shack on wheels, right? Little, It's like a basically an outhouse. These little tiny, they're conditioning you to live in tiny houses, not have refrigerated food or AC, no gas stoves, and eat bugs. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. I did not have this on my bingo card today. A Florida man bit the head off a python in a domestic dispute. What? So my first question was whether or not who was in the who was the dispute with the snake? Like, was he fighting with the snake? A 32 year old Florida man faces multiple felony charges after police say he decapitated a pet snake with his own teeth during a domestic dispute on Monday morning. According to Miami-Dade, officers responded to this apartment complex. It was like early in the morning, five in the morning, after they received reports of a domestic dispute. Uh, The report states that officers arrived, knocked on the door, and could hear a man and woman arguing, and soon after the woman screaming. Police said they could hear the woman just yell, kick the door in, and after making entry, they saw Kevin Mayorga running behind the door, attempting to close it, holding the victim there. Uh, They said that the woman told police Mayorga bit the head off her pet snake, a bald python, and then that's when they saw the snake and its severed head sitting next to the entry door. So he faces charges of animal cruelty with intent to kill, false imprisonment, and resisting arrest. He's being held in jail on $15,000 bond. A Florida man found a human-sized nutcracker 
that went missing during Hurricane Ian, Fort Myers Beach, Florida. A Florida family who lost almost everything when Hurricane Ian battered the state. One of their Christmas decorations has been found. A neighbor spotted the life-size nutcracker in the water. He thought it was a dead body. He called 911 because he thought it was a body. And then when the cops got there, it turns out it was a giant life-size nutcracker. So they actually tracked down the rightful owner, and the owner said they could not believe that this thing was found in a neighborhood canal. They found it. They got to clean it up. But I think it's still going to be like good as good as new. That's it's something that's pretty unbelievable. Uh, also, this um, goodness, a Florida man was arrested while trying to <laughs> trying to conceal a stolen semi truck by spray painting it a different color, like on GTA. <laughs> they, yeah, it, it didn't work. It didn't work because the Florida Flager County Sheriff's Office still busted him. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.